All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Better late than never. Welcome. It's We are going to bring it down. No time for an intro. It is emergency podcast day. The Oilers have made a trade. They have finally moved on from Yesa Pugliarvi. And I got to admit, I'm sad about it. I'm sad about it. I want to give a shout out, first of all, to the audiodepartment.ca for being the title sponsor of the podcast, as well as Trilogy Oilfield Rentals and South Island Pie Company. This is just a quick one. This is just my first thoughts on this trade for Yesa Pugliarvi has been sent to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for a guy I've never heard of. Now, Patrick Pistola. Patrick Pistola. So we're going to dig into him a little bit. Um, He's a fellow Finn. He is playing over in Europe right now. The important part, at least from first glance about this about this trade, is that the Oilers aren't retaining any salary on Yes Pugliarvi. They've cleared three million bucks off the books. That tells me that there's a bigger move coming. So am I going to have to record a second emergency podcast today? Maybe. We've got Oilers Nation Radio coming up later in the afternoon as well, so we'll get to all of this stuff by then. But my first thoughts is that I'm bummed. I'm bummed out. Yes, Apuliarvi's not having the season that he wanted to have. He's only got five goals and 14 points through 58 games this year while carrying a cap hit of $3 million. It's the final year of his current deal. The Hurricanes, however, are a very analytics-heavy team. So if you are into the analytics side of the game, if you are into the possession numbers, you are going to see this as a major win for the Carolina Hurricanes. For an Oilers fan, though, it's going to be split, you know? It's going to be split, and it's going to be... 
it's going to be hard to handle this trade if he goes on and has some success in Carolina because the player we got back, he is 22 years old. He's a former third round pick, 73rd overall at the 2019 NHL entry draft with Ukrit currently this season in 56 games played. He has 15 goals, 23 assists for 38 points. So we're talking about a player who could be a middle six, probably a best bottom six, more likely. So we'll see what happens with this. But my thought is that this trade is just an indication that the Oilers are going to do something else quickly. But when it comes to Yesapul Yarvi, it bums me out, man. This is a player that we drafted fourth overall. We had huge plans. I remember the draft party we threw at the pint at the time, the day that Yesapul Yarvi was drafted, and just how excited we all were that he fell to the Oilers at fourth overall. So to see things go this way shortly thereafter, you know, it it leaves you mixed feelings, mixed emotions, because it's a player that we all expected to be around. Like when he came back from Finland, right? When Yesa Pugliarvi came back from Finland and he started off like a house on fire and he just looked like a different player. He was playing with confidence. He had a little bit of scoring touch. And I thought that, Wow, Ken Holland waited it out, waited out a bad situation where he went to Carpat for two years. He came back in 2020-2021, scored 15 goals and 10 assists for 25 points through 55 games. We all thought that, hey, this is a player that is different from when he left. This is a player that's going to get something done. This is a player that's going to make something happen this time around. And it just didn't really work out. Last season, 2021-22... Yesa Pugliarvi had a rock-solid start to the year. He was on fire through November, and then things just kind of got derailed. He got COVID. I believe it was in December, if I remember correctly. And then he had some hip issues, a little bit of nagging injuries throughout the back half of the season. Things just didn't go that well for him. And then when he signed a contract in the summer, we're like, all right, yes, is going to come back. He's going to have a season of off-season training, and we're going to get a different player. But right now... That doesn't matter anymore. What we hoped for, it doesn't matter anymore because he's gone. He's gone to a team in the Carolina Hurricanes that very heavily favors analytics. They are a analytics-driven organization. They like to get in the weeds on the numbers, and it makes sense that they would go for a team or a player like Yesapuliarvi. From an Oilers perspective, you might look at Patrick Pistola as a return that's just, you know, it's less than ideal. He's a guy playing in Europe. He's not going to help our team right now at all. He may not even play ever, and I have no idea. This is the first time I've seen this dude's name. I'm looking at his Hockey DB page right now. He's born January 11, 2001, Tampere, Finland. He's six feet tall, 180 pounds. At least that's what he's listed at. Again, a third-round pick. He is not a point-per-game player in the SM Liga which uh, I believe Rob Volman has as the fourth strongest league in Europe. But I don't know that for sure. So who is Patrick Pistola? According to Elite Prospects, they've only got a couple of notes on him. He moves the puck well, generally drives the pace of play, and shows the self-assurance to try clever and creative plays. That one's from 2019, so it's an old one. Sniper alert, Pistola might be a one-trick pony, but it's a pretty good trick. He scores goals. That was, again, from 2019. So trying to find a little bit of information on him has proved difficult. But what I know is he's a guy that may help or may not. But from an Oilers perspective, this is a $3 million cap dump. So that tells me that I'm probably going to be doing another emergency podcast, maybe even later today. Who are they going to go get? 
Are they going to get Jacob Tricker in? We heard them yesterday. The Oilers were kicking tires on Matias Ekholm. That's a big trade. We've also saw that Joel Edmondson is still in the mix, though he is, Pierre Lebrun referred to that as plan C for the Oilers today. Or uh, Gavrikov is plan C. Gavrikov, I should apologize. Um, so looking some more information on Pistola, this is the prospect that the Oilers got back. This one is from Dauber Prospects. Pistola started the season in the top junior league. And how old is this, by the way? This is again from 2019. I can't find anything new on this dude, really. So 2019. So we've got some three-year-old information now. Pistola started this season in the top junior league in Finland, but soon it became evident that he was ready for the next level. He's played some great games at the legal level and has scored his first point there as well. But Tapera has a stacked team, so Pistola's minutes have been very limited. Because of that, he's playing mostly in the in the Mestis lately? What does that mean? And he's been tearing it up much more than expected. I imagine that's a junior league of some kind. The season is one of the best that the league has ever seen from someone of his age. Pistola has been a top player for Finland at the U18 level at various tournaments, and he's expected to play a major role for them at the U18s. That was, again, three years ago. Uh, Finn Prospects. Pistola's biggest weaknesses are on the defensive side of things, but his compete level is pretty good and his smart should allow him to turn into a more complete player in the future. I'm pretty high on Pistola due to his great hands, offensive instincts, and shot and could see him getting drafted early in the second round. Pistola is perhaps the most underrated prospect in the draft given his ranking in the final rankings. This one is from Mark Scheig, uh, the hockey writer, so take that with a grain of salt. In my mind, he is a solid first-rounder. Just watch him on tape when he has the puck. I haven't seen many 17-year-olds dangle the way Pistola can. He's extremely creative with the puck. He can beat you one-on-one, but is also an underrated passer. So if you look back at some of the words being spoken about him earlier before he was drafted, it seems like they actually have a player there. But whether or not we actually get to see it in Edmonton? I have no idea. The Oilers have until, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong if you know the answer on this, they have until June 1st to actually sign Pistola to a contract. Otherwise, he would just become a free agent. So cruising around through Twitter, obviously this is news just fresh, fresh out the kitchen. The reaction's mixed. The reaction is missed, uh, mixed. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to hold too much judgment on this this trade just yet because it seems like the return is Pistola plus the three million bucks you get. Now, I'm not, I'm not, if you don't do anything with that money, then this is a lost trade hands down. It's a lost trade right now, but we'll see. Looking at some of the feedback, uh, Edna Garrett, I don't know who that is, just says, what a horrible trade by Holland. John says, I hope this is Holland moving out dollars to make a real deal. Chris says, thank you, Kenny. Owaz says, who's that? Russ says, this has to be money dumping for a trade. Nathaniel says, I'm sad he's gone, but for his sake, I'm happy. There's a lot of Withers fans like that, by the way. There's a lot of Withers fans that are just kind of looking at this as a move where he needed a fresh start right? He needed a fresh start and it sucks that it had to happen this way, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I just, I'm sad. This is how my, in my heart, I feel like this, you know, I had such high hopes for this player and to see him going to an organization that's damn good and they are probably going to get the best out of him somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Back to the reaction. Well, there goes Edmonton's cup hopes. There's a little sarcasm there. That's a W for Kenny. 
but that one's from somebody named Cassie and is the goat. So I would, uh, question their judgment. Good start. Saving 3 million bucks to the cap so we can pull off a helpful trade. That is from Doug. Cassian says, or Cassian's the goat again. I'm not going to read that one. Uh, Gulinator says, what the fuck? F. Henderson says, legitimately excited to see if there are any good discounts on an Oilers Pugliarvi jersey today. Uh, Loaf says, I'd put the battle of mid-meme in here, but that's disrespectful to the word mid. Pistola or whatever, and Pugliarvi, whatever, this is just a bad trade. Leafs own both of these teams. So the Leafs fans are chiming in. Uh, Colin just says, who? TJ says, end of an era. So long, Patrick. You are a king. Farewell, Bison King. There's a lot of that going around. So... Early reactions to the Yesa Puliarvi trade are very split. You know, this was a player that was completely torn. Uh, this is a this is a player that just completely tore up the fan base. It split it right in half. Some people loved him. Some people hated him. I was more in the middle. I thought he was a very useful player. It bums me out to see him go because in this trade, the way I look at these is in this trade, he is the best player going out. He's the best player going out and also creates a hole on the right side that the Oilers have to address now. Let's just be honest. Kyle Yamamoto hasn't been able to stay healthy at all this season. So losing Yesapuliarvi puts a real hole on the right side depth. Is that going to be addressed as we get nearer to Friday's deadline? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Luma says we've already been hurting for right shot RWs and we just sent one of ours away. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Again, the reaction is very, very split. I just, I'm sad about it. I'm bummed out. Robin Brownlee says when and where's the vigil? There's going to be a lot of people that are really bummed out about this trade. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know what to say about it other than I'm just sad. It didn't work out the way we wanted it to. It didn't go the way I was expecting it to for this player. It didn't, None of the boxes when we drafted Yesapuliarvi fourth overall really got checked off in a meaningful way. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to wait and see. That's my that's my approach to this trade is I'm just going to wait and see how it goes. I'm going to try to be as patient as I possibly can with it because I assume the $3 million that we just cleared off the cap is going out somewhere else right away. So Patrick Pistola, you're the return, but are you really? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This seems like a setup move. This seems like a setup move to me. Uh, but regular Ryan said it was time to rip the bandaid off. Great kid. Just couldn't work out here. Nice to see him get a fresh start. And that's kind of the way I look at it too. Nice to see him get a fresh start. It wasn't working here. He was getting frustrated. He wasn't playing. And We'll see. On a different angle, an entirely different angle, I'm actually happy to see this trade happen just in the sense that I was tired of talking about it. I was tired of us speculating on where he would go. And then there was rumors coming that, oh, he might sign a contract extension in Edmonton. You never know. It'll be cheaper than three million bucks. And we're like, where the fuck are we going here? Just around and around and around in circles. But again, that's the way these things go. And it's sad that Yesa Pugliarvi is no longer with the Oilers. Patrick Pastola is, but we'll have to see what the rest of this pre-deadline affair handles because tomorrow the Oilers play the Leafs at Rogers Place at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. They're short a right winger. How are they going to fill that hole? That's what I want to see. Are they going to make another deal between now and tomorrow's game? We're going to figure it out. We are going to figure it out. But I don't know, man. I'm tired. I'm, I'm torn on it. 
It bums me out. It bums me out. It's sad. I'm not necessarily sad to be losing the player. I'm sad about the way the story went. I'm sad about the way this dragged on so long. And I'm sad about the way that there was so much arguing and just vitriol and back and forth about the player over the last handful of months that it became exhausting. If you are a major fan of Yesa Pugliarvi, I'm sorry that this happened to you today. I imagine you're feeling a little bit of pain on a Tuesday morning, and that sucks. But in a cap world... This is what happens. And for Yesa Pugliarvi, he's only got, you know, he's only got five goals this year in 58 games. That's not good enough to be ma- making three million bucks. If he was down at 1.5, where I'm guessing the Carolina Hurricanes are probably going to sign him for, you'd be happy with it. But right now in a cap world, you need more. But listen, the last thing I'm going to say about it is he's not the only one that you need more from. He's not at all the only one that the Oilers needed more from. Kyler Yamamoto, the guy who's still here, could have won last night's game as an example had he been able to score on one of the many grade-A chances that he got in that game against the Bruins. So this is interesting. The right, shy, the right side of the depth chart is a little bit more shallow today. The Oilers have a little bit more cap space today. The Oilers have a new shiny toy in their stables that may or may not get signed by June 1st. I imagine they would, given the what they sent out to get Patrick Pistola. But we'll see what happens. Trade deadline is on Friday. It's Tuesday at 11 a.m. in the morning as I'm recording the emergency episode of Better Late Than of Better Late Than Never. We'll see what happens the rest of the week. I want to hear your thoughts. Hit me up at hi, my name is Bag Milk on social media or on Instagram, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. And that's where we wrap it up. Those are my first thoughts on Yes Pugliarvi. Share those. Share yours with me because this is a big trade. This is the start of something. It's the first step towards a bigger deal, I imagine. We'll see what happens when we get there. But the deadline is a couple of days away. First move is under or first moves in the books. Yes Pugliarvi is now a Carolina Hurricane. The Oilers now have a right, a hole on the right side and a little bit more money to spend to fill it. How are they going to spend it? Stay tuned. Stay tuned, friends. I'm sure we'll get there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 